Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Man is in constant need. He's in need of food. He's in need of shelter. He's in need of companionship. And he's in need of support. And man is constantly looking to fulfill these needs. And often, man thinks of himself as bereft of the things that he needs without all that would keep him satisfied. So man enters into states of anxiety and depression, trying to work out all of his various conundrums of need. Until man discovers the truth of his situation, until man discovers the reality of his position, man is constantly going to be in that same state of need. So, how does man go from need to satisfaction? How does man go from the state of being uncomfortable and in pain to the state of being satisfied and being fulfilled. How does man make that transformation? How does he go from the winter of discontent to the spring of flowering and contentment? What is the connective mechanism that brings him into the truth of his own being. God has created all of us as kings, yet we walk as if we're barefoot in, in shrouds without a kingdom. Why can't we realize the true nature of our existence? Why can't we realize the true nature of who we are? What separates us from the reality of our existence? In order to discover 
the truth of ourselves. And in order to reach a place that is content, there has to be an alteration in our belief system. We cannot think that the world supplies what we need. We can only believe that God supplies what we need and that all that we are given will be given can be given comes from Him and that kind of faith is difficult to engender because of man's arrogance he believes that he is the doer and the one who provides for himself. And this thought pattern is constantly reinforced. You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to get your education, you have to be prepared to enter into the world so that you can provide. Somehow, one needs to understand that even with all of those things, and the truth being that you do have to do those things in the world, it's not what you do and how you do it that provides. God provides. And God is responsible for everything, from the smallest thing to the largest thing. And only when you surrender to his provision and the understanding that everything comes through his provision is it possible for you to escape the death that comes regularly in this world. If you look at the world, you see a constant cycle of death and rebirth. In the animal kingdom, in the plant kingdom, in the human kingdom, there's constant death and rebirth. And even in our daily lives, we have moments of exaltation and moments of despair. We go up and down and up and down. If we are to find a station of equilibrium, a station of contentment, a station where we are in touch with reality. We can only do this through our faith. My Lord, bring me closer to you so that I may touch you, that I may taste you, that you are intermingled with me in my smallest cell, that I am aware of you constantly, and that my thought 
is always of you. That I separate myself from the world and cling to you. And expect that every good thing that happens comes from you. And know that every good thing that comes, comes from you. And know that everything that comes, comes from you. And I pray that I can be content with whatever comes in whatever way it may come. Because that which comes from you is a blessing for me. And when I understand the nature of that blessing, I will understand the truth of my existence and the work that I need to do within this world. May my faith be strong enough that whatever the world throws at me is of no consequence because my belief is not in the world. My belief is in the Lord. And whatever the world can show me has no pull on me. Whatever the world obsesses about around me has no pull on me. Whatever the world tells me is true, I have the wisdom to know that only God is true. The uniqueness of my Creator is apparent to me. The grace of my Creator is apparent to me. And I need nothing else than complete faith in Him for my sustenance because He will provide and does provide for me through His grace and through His mercy and through His compassion. He alone is the one who I rely on. And there is no other that can be relied on. Everything is secondary to Him. He alone is, and all things that are apparent to us stem from Him, not of themselves. He is the only thing that is of Himself. He alone rules and rules over everything with a benign hand, with a merciful touch, with a graceful stroke, and gives to each of us as we need. The true religion has this belief at its core. The true religion believes that reality comes and understanding comes when we disappear and God appears. 
When God is in the forefront of our consciousness, when God is in the forefront of our thoughts, when God is always at the tip of our tongue, when God is at the tip of our fingertips, when we walk with Him, when we are imbued with Him, when everything that we do is for His sake, we become real. And our reality is to become close to Him and to become more like Him. In Him is our renewal and our constant renewal. For every instant, He recreates us. Every instant, He sustains our nature and sustains our being. He sustains everything that we see. Everything that we think of is sustained by Him and by Him alone. And when we are convinced that that is the way, then we become more like Him. And He begins to exist within us. And as He exists within us, then we begin to disappear more and more and more. And it is in that disappearance that our glory comes. As long as we hold on to the world as if the world was real, we secure our own demise we level the ability to find truth. We become stuck in the inability to secure the truth of existence. So, somehow, we have to find real faith. And faith isn't found alone in prayer. Faith isn't found alone in ritual. Faith is found in disappearing. True understanding is found in disappearing. As long as there are vestiges of ourself left, there is world within us. And as long as there is world within us, there are veils that separate us from the truth. And these veils create an illusion that makes us think that things like despair and anxiety have reason for being. That give us reason for anger, reason for jealousy, reason for things that have no validity. We must put our foot on that which is valid. We must step on stones that are above the water and are valid. 
we must take the path that goes to Him. And our touchstone is faith that He alone is real. When we have swallowed this, and it has entered into every one of our cells, and is intermingled with us at the deepest level, then we become real. Then we begin to understand truth, and then we become reborn in Him. In truth, death must occur for true life to begin. To die before death is the Sufi way of life. And this death has to occur as to our intermingling with the world. As long as we receive pleasure from the world, as long as we are caught in praise and blame, as long as we react to all of the carrots that Satan puts in front of us. We are doomed to die within creation as opposed to disappearing within our Lord. There is an eternity, but it is not within this world. There is an eternity, but it is not within the elemental aspects of existence. Eternity exists within light, and we have to pass over the elemental and enter into the light. And there are many non-elemental things that we are certainly aware of, that we certainly know of, and these things have greater strength than any elemental force. We've already learned through science that the size of something doesn't necessarily have anything to do with its power. We know how powerful the explosion of a uranium atom can be, which is so infinitesimal that you can't see it. Well, there are things much more powerful than that. And these are the non-elemental qualities that make up our Lord. His mercy, His compassion, His loving kindness are so powerful that they created existence and sustain existence. Yet, they are totally without form. Somewhere, we have to realize that the formless is more powerful than the form. And faith is that which believes in what cannot be seen. Faith understands that the predictable in the elemental 
is not the way of truth and that the predictable in the elemental is only there because Allah made it that way. We have to leave this world, whether of our own volition or whether of the volition of the nature of things that pulls us from this world. And that pulling will happen to everyone. But the question is, when that pulling occurs, have you already left? Because if you have already left, then there are no consequences. There is just eternity. It is through surrendering the world that we give up the need for judgment. It is through surrendering the world that we give up the need to be among those who have to be put in a place in order to make up for what they've done. We need to be the ones who've already repented and are secure in our repentance. As that comes to us, as that truth comes to us, as we forgive, as we forget, as we love, as we are merciful, as we are compassionate, then we are like Allah. And Allah is forgiving towards us. And Allah forgets about our discretions. And Allah is merciful towards us. We are renewed as we allow others to be renewed. We are forgiven as we forgive. Send out a message of love and a message of love will come back to you. Send out heartfelt thanks and heartfelt forgiveness will come back to you. Be small in your attitudes and the immensity of God's grace will come to you. We need to stay on the course of faith and be true to that faith. The faith that we engender is the truth of our life. And that faith grows within us and can become a comfort to those around us. The great men who walked through this world did not have physical possessions. They didn't need political power. What they had was the ability to comfort because Allah gave them comfort and they were able to move that comfort 
on to others. And they were able to get that comfort from Allah because their belief was in Him alone and they were aware of the fact that they did not need anything else other than Him. And when the strength of that belief sits among us, we become stronger because we feel the resonance of that belief. And the resonance of that belief can alter us in profound ways to bring us closer to the truth and relieve us of all the difficulty of this world, all the difficulty of our machinations and attempts to alleviate the problems that we encounter. The only way to alleviate the problems is to surrender them. The only way to be rid of the difficulties is to surrender them. Give them to God and rely on God's solution. And have the patience to wait for that solution to come. And when that solution comes, we will be freed. But we need to have the certitude and the determination of our belief system that it will in fact come. And as we wait, we must wait as if it is coming. We must have the confidence that Allah will respond. Each moment is a gift to us. A gift to know our Lord. A gift to be with our Lord. And a gift to be renewed within Him. He is more satisfying than cold water in the desert. He is more satisfying than anything than that we can imagine. We must go beyond our imagination to know Him. So we should stop imagining Him and wait for Him. He will come to us in His reality, in His time, in His glory. And His glory is beyond that which we can foresee. Because we are the limited. He is the unlimited. And when we disappear and go into the unlimited, everything that we knew before dissipates, disappears, and becomes of no consequence because truth exists. May we live in that truth. May we come to know that truth. May we become that truth. May we be a salve for the world with that truth through Him. So we need to be His conduit. We need to be His arms, His legs, and do His work without any attachment whatsoever. May the truth be seen by everyone. May everyone know this, believe this, act on this. May peace come to each of us, 
to all of our lives and spread throughout the entire world. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.